Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Lots and lots of pressure going into this college football rivalry week. Welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff on this Thanksgiving Eve. Hope wherever you are, if you're traveling, stay safe out there and Lots of pressure, Perloff, especially on coaches when it comes to these rivalries. But to me, for the big game, for Ohio State and Michigan, just the game, this is not where the pressure you think would lie is who's feeling it the most, if that makes sense. Jim Harbaugh has been at the center of a sign-stealing scandal. He is currently suspended, will not be on the sidelines for this game. However, I think Michigan has every built-in excuse in the book to lose this game. Now, they might be the better team on paper, and they have this game at home. But with Harbaugh not there, Sharon Moore is going to be on the sidelines for the third straight game. With the mentality that Michigan has had since this scandal broke, which is, we are the victims here. Did we break the rules? Well, that's not important. That's not important here because we are the ones who are getting unduly victimized, called out. We should be America's team, and it goes on and on and on. They're basically paving the way for excuses if they lose this game. Meanwhile, Ryan Day over at Ohio State, someone who is an excellent coach but has lost two straight to Harbaugh, maybe because of sign stealing, we're not really sure. His seat is warming up, and that fan base is getting cranky. Because they have lost to, to Harbaugh in Michigan, which is borderline unacceptable for Ohio State. He comes in. He's got to win this game. Yeah, but it's the only time, uh, well, really, I guess in 2018, Michigan was favored. The fact that Ohio State comes in as underdogs is such a rare thing. They were big favorites. Two years ago, they were six-and-a-half-point favorites. Last year, they were nine-point favorites. They had C.J. Stroud. So I think there was a lot more pressure then. This is not a great Ohio State team. They might go on to win the title. Their defense is good, but this is not the team we've seen under Ryan Day. Ryan Day's kind of an Urban Meyer disciple in the sense that their offense is surprising everyone. It's shocking, hits you, and you just nothing you can do about it. That is not this Ohio State team. I don't think the expectation, no one's really talking about Ohio State as a national title favorite. It hasn't come up once. I think Michigan is being talked about this way. And I think, I understand what you're saying about the excuses. I think Michigan's really going to be upset at itself if it doesn't take advantage this year. Because this is a team that was built to win a national title. Wait, hold on, hold on. Let's not forget, though, just, um, I don't know, was it four weeks ago that Ohio State was number one in the college football playoff rankings? Yeah, but nobody cares about that. Well, okay. That is so meaningless. Everyone knows the committee is just waiting to see who wins Ohio State-Michigan. That's fine. But when you're saying that no one is expecting them to be a title contender, that's not true because you wouldn't be ranked number one in that poll 
if you weren't a legit title contender. No, they were rewarding them because they played Notre Dame. The AP, there was a single college football expert who thought Ohio State was better than Georgia. I've never, that would be one of the wildest takes ever to say Ohio State when they were number one was a better team than Georgia. Okay, well, it's not like Georgia has has come on recently and they've been playing yeah. a lot better, but I would say that Ohio State basically played Georgia, you could argue could have won that game last year. I know they don't have C.J. Stroud at quarterback anymore, but I don't think there was ever... I think there were people who said, you know, let's see, let's wait and see. You know, not right. people who are writing off Ohio State. You cannot write them off just by virtue of where they've been ranked. Right, but they've... I That ranking was idiotic. It didn't really mean anything. The AP has obviously put Michigan out of Ohio State. I think there's no doubt in anyone's mind that Georgia and Michigan have been the best two teams in the country. But at least year. Ohio State has actually played somebody. You know, played... I know they both now played Penn State. But you could say yeah. that just the schedule alone would show you that Ohio State, more battle-tested, yeah. they've taken on bigger and better opponents. Right, I mean, but this is the weird year where Michigan's favored. I mean, that's just, this is the Michigan team. This is this is it. It's this or nothing for them. I'm telling you right now, if they can't win it all this year, even with the scandal, I don't think Jim Harbaugh ever wins a title there. Uh, let's hear a little bit from Jim Harbaugh. The press conferences are getting a little, they're getting more, they're getting weirder. Jim Harbaugh, uh, here's what he had to say. It's like the Ted Lasso show, you know, um, believe. What comes out of that is believe. And I'm just so proud, just so proud of our team. Despite that noise, our locker room's in one piece. And uh, like Ted, for me, locker rooms, a lot like my mom's bathing suits. I like to see them in one piece. <laughs> Hold for applause. It's he's so bad delivering these things. It's like he's looking down at the paper. He's basically got to read it off the sheet. Did, did you think Jim Harbaugh watched Ted Lasso? These are college football coaches. They don't do anything but just sit in a cave, right? Recruit uh, and go and 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 watch film. I don't know. Deion Sanders is about thirty-seven hours of media a week. <laughs> What's he doing that? <laughs> well, that's just par for that's just Deion's life. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know that they're all sitting down breaking down film. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, there is a lot of a lot of noise around Jim Harbaugh, but you gotta you gotta give him a little credit. He's built a really good team here. And I think it's really interesting. Jim Harbaugh is clearly gonna say to his guys, We're not running anything here. We're just gonna go onto that field on Sunday and we are gonna just run it down their throat, Michigan style. He is using this all as bulletin board material. I don't know how much you believe in bulletin board material. But I, I think this could have a positive effect on Michigan where they're just so fired up. They're going to come out like a house on fire here. Well, I mean, it's the biggest rivalry, you know, one of the biggest ones in sports. We've actually been debating yeah. that this morning. But, I mean, they should be properly pumped up on both sides for this game. But Michigan, they get the built-in excuse because they get the us against the world. And if we lose, it's because everyone screwed us over. It's because the Big Ten acted out of turn. It's because the NCAA is breathing down our necks. It's because all of these things that are off the field, and that's what they're using as the rallying cry. Now you've made it not about football. Because if you were making it about, hey, everyone hates us and everyone thinks we're cheating, now you have not made it about the game. So to me... But that's I all great, but what happens if they lose? Who? Michigan. I'm, they have excuses. I think they're going to use every. They're going to pull every card and say, "Well, if, if yeah. Harbaugh had been on the sidelines, if we hadn't had all these distractions, right?" They'll have all those excuses, but then they they have another year where they're going to come up empty. I'm just saying, if you look at the history of this program, it's been a long time since they were a real title contender, and this is this is a chance. If they come up empty this year, they, I would feel very hopeless as a Michigan fan. 
I mean, excuses are great. Yeah, they'll they'll use all those excuses, but they are not going to enjoy watching Ohio State in the Final Four. This is this is a bit of a desperate time for them. Just the way the season is lined up, the way Harbaugh is lined up. Next year, Bruce Feldman said he might not even be on the sideline most of the year because he might get suspended by by I guess the NCAA. Yeah, there's so their investigation. This ongoing. is really I think this is a, a very desperate game for Michigan. I failed to mention also they fired their linebackers coach last week and they were very cagey about it. Let's hear. Yeah, that was uh, my idea to elevate Rick Mentor. Oh, uh, uh, that that was um, I think that statement was put out by the, our university um, and described the situation. I don't have anything to add about it. I mean, it's amazing the lack of accountability that college football coaches get to take here because basically if you go back to the statement that he's referring everyone to, they don't say why they fired him either. So everyone just gets to guess. And Yahoo Sports is reporting that uh, Chris Partridge, who was the linebacker coach, that he was potentially, allegedly tampering with the investigation. Not that he knew about it beforehand or while Connor Stallions was stealing signs, but after the fact may have tampered. (laughs) And that's just a report, by the way. Yeah. Do we really care what Chris Partridge actually did? Everybody was cheating here, obviously. I know. So you, it's it's crazy for them how they've played the victim so much in this, uh, um, considering you know whether you think it's a, spa, a speeding ticket or whether you think it's a felony, it happened. So they're paying the consequences. Oh, so that's a great example. It's completely a speeding ticket that's being treated like capital murder. Why are people getting fired? Why is Jim Harbaugh not on the sidelines for this amazing rivalry game? We got to fire somebody here. Right? <laughs> somebody besides Connor Stallions, who I don't even, I still don't know if he was an actual real employee. I guess he was by the end, but he was sort of, yeah, firing a they linebacker coach. They never even coach? fired him. He resigned. Who even, yeah, I mean, who even cares about firing a linebacker coach? That means nothing. Well, maybe inside Somebody's got to take it. Yeah, somebody, it's got to be a real Michigan man and take a bullet here. Somebody had to be fired, right? 855-212-4CBS. So it's definitely added another layer onto this rivalry. And because it is Wednesday, we do our great debate series around here. We can hit the music, Carlos. Why not? Let's do it again. Okay. Da, 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 da. That's not the music. Me vamping is not the music. But we... <laughs> the Great Debate Series... college football rivalries of all time. Perloff, you decided to go with the low-hanging fruit on this one. Yeah, you know, it's funny because it is a debate, so I took the obvious choice of what the greatest rivalry is. Isn't that the point to discuss the greatest rivalry? Let's do the greatest rivalry, Ohio State-Michigan. Yeah, right now, I think that one, you know, you can make a good case. It's definitely very salacious at the moment, and the two teams have been very good and vying for national championships, at least a little, you know, very recently. I'm going to go with the Iron Bowl. Legendary names. Bear Bryant. Nick Saban. Bo Jackson. Gus Malzahn. Oh, come on. I didn't give you Gene Chizik. <laughs> Gene Chizik. Yeah. <laughs> How about, can I give you Cam Newton? Do we have to go to Gene Chizik? We can just go to Cam. All the NFL players that we watch on Sundays from both of these programs, obviously Alabama in particular. And one of the all-time great highlights 
from this rivalry is the kick six. 56-yarder. It's got, no, does not have the leg. And Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. He ran the missed field goal back. He ran it back 109 yards. They're not going to keep him off the field tonight. Holy cow. Oh, my God. (laughs) Auburn wins. Oh. Pure, unbridled joy. EJ, what do you have? Thinking of food, thinking of iconic venue, thinking of a clash of the titans. I'm thinking of spectacular, fantastic finishes. I'm talking about the Red River rivalry, OU Texas, kind of like we had in 2021, where we had a 30-yard rushing touchdown at the buzzer. Who does that? (laughs) Only OU in Texas. Williams in the shotgun, stoops in motion. Direct snap, Brooks fakes the pitch, bounces it outside. He's to the 30, he's to the 25, he's to the 20, he's going to go! Kennedy Brooks, he just won! He just won the game! Kennedy Brooks just won OU Texas! A 33-yard touchdown run by Kennedy Brooks! That is par for the course for these OU Texas games. You got the split stadium, one half burnt orange, one half crimson. You got people eating fried butter, fried <laughs> hot dogs, fried, fried Oreos outside. The Cotton Bowl is a one of the, the, the traditional, one of the most iconic college football venues. You mm. get awesome games. It's not a snooze fest like Michigan, Ohio State, where it's three yards in a cloud of dust. It's not little brother, big brother like the Iron Bowl. These are two teams who really hate each other who are both usually at the top of their game. So I'm going Texas OU. But EJ, one thing to counter, you know A&M and Texas is coming back next year. It is, but that's that another one. That has got I, a lot of history, dude. Does, that's a big deal. Again, another little brother, big brother. Who who cares about Texas A&M? I, I, no. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Deion Sanders might be their coach. Maybe not. Uh, Carlos, your greatest college football rivalry is what? Oh, I had to pick one where everyone wins at the end of the day. What's synonymous with America? Football. football. Apple pies, Taco Bell, Bed Bath & Beyond. <laughs> Nothing says America like Army, Navy, and even though it had one of the longest streaks where it was completely one-sided until 2016. Second down and eight, trading by three. Go Army, beat Navy, beat Navy, beat Navy. There we go. Carlos, active duty, too, so we appreciate that and appreciate your service. The You know what I just realized something? This is why we are who we are. Because I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, when I would hear a highlight like that, or when I was a young person, I would hear a highlight. I want to be the person calling the play, not the person doing the thing. <laughs> Yeah. This is how we know we <laughs> picked the right profession, guys, or I did. Uh, I, no, I was always I was in the backyard hitting the buzzer beater, uh, running at the touchdown, hitting the. I were, I fantasized that moment a million times. Yeah, I just I, maybe I knew from a young age yeah. I was never going to be at the twenty five, at the twenty, at the fifteen, at the ten. That was just oh not my in my God. future. Like I have girl <laughs> you power. Didn't even say the five. Listen, maybe a different generation, maybe a couple years if I was born a little bit later. But uh, I kind of knew that wasn't going to happen for me. By the way, some uh, we're getting tweets of other rivalries that are just hysterical. What do you got? By the way, 
EJ, you said Miami. We got multiple Florida, Florida states over Miami, Florida state. I, I actually, I'm not down there. It, that seems like it'd be a pretty big deal. They're playing this week. Uh, mm-hmm. Georgia, Florida. Is that a, the Georgia, Florida cocktail party? Uh, the Apple Cup, Washington, Washington yep. State. A lot of those. I mean, the Civil War is... civil. A lot of Civil Wars, too. The Oregon, Oregon State. I mean, that's like why I have the Iron Bowl. I just picked the Iron Bowl just because the SEC is the premier conference. Yeah. But the in-state rivalry, I think, elevates, right? You can't escape when you work with people, live with people... You know, like if you're Ohio State, Michigan, you guys can all go to your corners for 51 weeks out of the year. It's only yeah, this but, week where you have to really deal with each other. Like if I'm no, if I live in Alabama, I'm not going to avoid people from Auburn, people from Alabama. You can't. I think Ohio State and Michigan people mix a lot more than you think. I mean, you think it, like Toledo is on the Michigan border. I, I think well, there's anyone, all, everyone think of Toledo. Toledo's a big city, <laughs> and there I just think Michigan and Ohio State people kind of move between the states. I, I think there's a lot more interaction than you think. How about this one? There's a DePaul Wabash rivalry. That's the thing. Like, they're these old, old rivalries that we don't even know about. But my poll, by the way, not even close. I'm so sorry. It is obviously Ohio State, Michigan, 65% uh, say it's the greatest rivalry. The second one, Army Navy, 30. Let's go to the phones, 855 212 cbs Michael is in San Diego. Hey, Michael, how are you? I'm doing good this morning. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. What's your rivalry? The best one. The best one is going to be Notre Dame versus USC. It's mm, a great one. Uh, highlighted by moments like this. Liner going to try to sneak it ahead. He got in. Touchdown, SC! The tush push, the bush push. Now it's the tush push. <laughs> Before it was the bush push. Now everyone's doing it. Michael, what do you like about this rivalry? Uh, growing up as a Notre Dame fan, uh, we went up to uh, USC a lot. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me, it's funny because there was a couple priests sitting in front of us one year, and they were literally saying, kill the white horse. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so that's pretty intense. Yeah. When you got Roman Catholic priests yelling to kill somebody <laughs> or a, a, an animal. Yowza. Michael, thank you for the phone call. Appreciate that. I can imagine that's jarring to hear as a child. <laughs> 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Uh, Notre Dame is has Stanford this week. That's the final game. Ooh. Throw out the record books. <laughs> Perloffa. Always I love saying comment. throw out the record books. It's one of my favorite expressions. <laughs> 855-212-4227. Keep it coming, guys, on the greatest college football rivalries of all time. We've got Deion Sanders quotes for you. We've got Mike Tomlin. We've got a lot to get to on this Thanksgiving Eve. Stick with us. The big admission coming from Deion Sanders. I didn't see this one coming. Deion has been kind of like an open book. Didn't see this one coming. We'll get to it in a minute. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Uh Carlos, Carlos, Carlos. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff Show. Carlos on the board with a romantic theme music choices today. I Maggie, low, you low key banger. Yeah, but I get the sense, Maggie, you don't like the sugary romantic stuff necessarily. Like if your husband surprised you one day and had the dinner table set with candles and was playing this song on, <laughs> would you like, go for that? What's going on <laughs> around here? Yeah. Um, no, these are the types of songs like that song. I want to know what love is. Alone in my car, 
belting it out, tears streaming down your face, but no, not when anyone else is oh, around. That's the song I'm going to put for you. Thank you. People will leave immediately. Of, of course. <laughs> but, Carlos, this theme is the exact opposite of what we're talking about today, the yeah. great sports debate. College football rivalry is tough. <laughs> you know, man, fighting not. I want to know what love is. It's about <laughs> hatred, the exact opposite. Calling 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. I also love, uh, best part of a rivalry, you need, like, some strange prize. Like Indiana <laughs> Purdue, the old oaken bucket, or mm-hmm. you a need boot. an axe, or yeah. something going on. And there's a lot of that's going to happen this weekend. I always forget. But call us and remind us of the strange little things that go with each of these rivalries. Let's hit our pal Big Dave's in Kentucky. Dave, happy Thanksgiving. How you been? Doing great. Happy early Thanksgiving to you guys. What do you have for greatest college football rivalry? That's the theme today. Yeah, you got to kind of be here, but how could I say anything but UK and U of L? Because mean, it's football, not basketball, Dave. <laughs> because of the I knew you were going. Sport. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that, Nick <laughs> Lovett. Uh, the qu- quality of play is not entered into this, I, I hope. But but you know, we're seventy miles apart, straight down Interstate sixty four, and it's not just the school rivalry, but. It, you know, it's kind of a, it's almost a cultural thing. You kind of got to be here, and I, and I don't want to just. Oh, it's almost oversimplifying it by saying, you know, it, it's that it's urban versus rural, but it's kind of that. But it's it's a true authentic hatred. Man, but Dave, you guys have basketball. You have the Kentucky Derby. I'm sorry, Ohio State and Michigan. They don't have anything else. I think there's a lot of other options for you. Well, there it's personal, McLovin. Can I just make this personal? Can sure, this sure, sure. For a while, I understand the big picture, but listen, I'm just something more serious, McLovin. I was listening the other morning, found it very interesting to hear you basically guarantee your Eagles trip back to the Super Bowl. I know. How about that, Dave? You picked up on it. So did I, Mister. I'm going to emotionally hedge everything and nothing matters. Perloff basically penciled the Eagles into the Super Bowl. Okay, I, I have done that. But as you'll find out later, they're going to lose to the Cowboys and they'll probably lose to the Niners, but they are still going to the Super Bowl, Dave. Sorry. What I really found, what I really found interesting that you, of course, know very well that Madam Karma is usually listening in. <laughs> These things, there's been several instances when they just don't work out. Example being, like the mayor of... Cincinnati, a.k.a. Jabroni, (laughs) uh, dubbing Arrowhead Stadium as Burrowhead Stadium. How's how's it worked out for the Bengals since then? Is that guy still the mayor, by the way? I mean, that's the kind of stuff that gets you kicked out of office. No, he still is? Okay. Uh, Dave, I think you're right. See, Perloff, I I, I figured it out. Dave, you're great. Thank you. Have a great Thanksgiving. I figured out what you're doing here. Because you just said you think the Eagles are going to lose to Dallas and lose to the 49ers. Yeah. Okay. This is what Perloff's doing. Perloff has this thing where no team can ever beat a team twice. Yeah. Oh, no. You definitely want to play very vanilla. I got right. yeah. So you're the only reason you're saying that is because you're anticipating that they'll lose to the Cowboys and the 49ers in the regular season and beat them in the playoffs. I want the I want the Eagles road to the Super Bowl to go through Detroit. I want Dallas and San Francisco to beat each other up. I do not. My worst nightmare is losing to the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. I've I've mapped this all. Not out. the Super Bowl in the NFC. I mean, yeah, sorry, the yeah, in the playoffs. By the way, we're doing picks later in the show, and I bet against the Eagles this week, and they won. I honestly, if I'm being honest, I think the Bills are going to beat the Eagles. 
Don't even. I don't want to hear this. It's a short week for the Eagles. You saw a lot of flaws against Kansas City. You won the game. But there's going to be. You're so desperate, Buffalo team coming into Philly that I am on a short week. I honestly, I'm picking the I'm picking the Bills to beat the Eagles. Um, this is I can't with you right now. We're let's do college football best rivalries. That's what we're doing. I can't do the pearl off Jedi mind tricks right now. Ryan is in <laughs> Boise. Ryan, good morning. The best college football rivalry is what? Good morning. Uh, I would say BYU Utah is pretty good. Yep. Uh, it brings in this like religion aspect to it where you got these people who are LDS and who aren't. And so it's not even just about football. It's like we want to beat them just because they're the opposite. <laughs> it does make it very unique, Ryan. And yeah. thank you so much for pointing that out. It, it does add another element right. when it is called the Holy War. I mean, where else can the quarterback be married to two of the cheerleaders? <laughs> oh. <laughs> now, that's terrible. I... <laughs> Carla, you're going to get us canceled. From the top rope. <laughs> Frog splash. Oh, my goodness. I've been to games in both Utah and BYU. They're the most beautiful stadiums in the country. Good save. Good try. (laughs) Nothing's going to get you out of that one. We love you, Utah. Yes, we do. Denise is in Erie, Pennsylvania. Good morning, Denise. Hi there. You want to know what love is? Oh, my God. Such a wrong song. (laughs) Dear Lord, I'm talking the backyard brawl, WVU versus Pitt. I love this one. Denise, I oh, love yeah. West Virginia Pitt. It's a shame, like, you know, that it, it did go away for I a while. I think it did. Then it just came back, back after it, 13 years. It went from 1895 to 2011, and then Big 12 came in, and we just started it back up, and it is awesome. Couches will be burning all over Morgantown. <laughs> well, that's just, a, that's just a regular Saturday. But, yeah, Denise, what side of this are you on? I was born and raised in West Virginia. Got it. Um, and uh, went to WVU. And my niece went to Pitt. It took me a while to even talk to her anymore. So, you know. <laughs> Glad to see you're not yeah. holding a grudge. I got a oh, chance. No. <laughs> I got a chance when I was early in my career. Denise, thank you. And I was doing play by play. And uh, I got to call a West Virginia Georgetown women's basketball game at West Virginia. And as a like small little hazing thing, very innocent hazing. No one told me about the Mountaineer shooting off the musket. I didn't know they did that for every sport. I thought maybe that was just a uh, football Outdoor thing. sport, okay. Yeah, they do it even for a women's basketball game Sunday at noon. <laughs> and there were maybe, maybe 200 people in the stands. That shot rang out and echoed and reverberated <laughs> in a way that still makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up. Um, let's get to Pete McCarthy. He's got headlines for us. Good morning, Pete. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. The Steelers yesterday uh, becoming the latest team to make a change to their offense. They fire coordinator Matt Canada. Uh, incredibly off-brand for the Steelers. The first time they make an in-season coaching change since 1941. Wow. Oh, we know all about the Steelers' stability there. Uh, head coach Mike Tomlin explaining. This is a result-oriented business, and to be short, um, the improvements were not rapid enough or consistent enough um, for us to proceed. Um, you got to score touchdowns in this business. You got to win games in this business. Um, and just the totality of it has us where we are um, today. It's Tomlin making the move, making the change, and then was asked what he wants to see going forward. I just want to see points. Um, I want to engineer victory more fluidly, and points do that. 
engineer victory more fluidly. I love Mike Tomlin. Yeah, it's his, like he's got a thesaurus. The goal to score more points than the opponent is that's an admirable one for a coach. I like his strategy. I like where he's coming from. Yeah. You know, if if they actually act, did something on offense, that'd be better than what they're doing now. Well, they that's why they made the change. Matt Canada not engineering enough points. To me, it comes down to whose fault is it? Matt Canada or Kenny Pickett? And we're going to find out now. I still maintain it's Matt Canada. I think a lot of people are down on Pickett now. Watch it. He's going to be electric. I'm expecting 173 yards passing <laughs> against the Bengals in a 14 to 12 battle. I know. What, what was Brady talking about with this mediocrity? <laughs> I'll give you 172 yards passing. If you had to say whose fault do you think? Monday night. Yeah, whose fault do you think it'll be? Canada or Pickett? Uh, I well, I I've liked Pickett. You know, going back to you Pitt. Did. So I I still think that Pickett's got something. I think if you can orchestrate a two minute drill and. I know that everyone can make a few plays. I think if you can do that, there's more here than we're than we're seeing, right? Like if you can execute that way, yep. I think that there's hope for you. Yep, I hope so. Either my Super Bowl pick. <laughs> Time to turn it around, baby. And Tomlin was asked about developing Pickett uh, down the stretch here the next few weeks. Uh, another good quote: "We're not urinating on the fire, man. We're readying to play a football game this week." I don't really know what that means, but I like it. <laughs> Okay. Urinating on yeah. the fire is putting it out. No, I, I think, think it's so. too yeah. slow to put it out. Oh, oh, okay. I mean, oh. not from experience. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. <laughs> well, actually, a campfire. Yeah, we've done that. Uh, there's a lot of advantages to being a male, Maggie. Yeah, listen, I get it. <laughs> you know, I don't really, that's the one I least care about. Oh, being able to to pee in the woods yeah, at will? to pee standing up. I'm, I'm over it at this point. It's just not going to happen. I, I feel like there's a poison ivy risk when you're camping, though, as a woman. This is why I stay inside. <laughs> I stay indoors. <laughs> I sleep indoors. Just not a big camper. Uh, no yes. camping. No reason to be no, camping. No, thank you. And, no. you know... Bill Belichick, he'd be the uh, the other end of the spectrum, and uh, he's refusing to share who will start a quarterback Sunday against the Giants. One day at a time. Right. Today is Tuesday. So there's a competition this week, Bill, when guys start I told break. everybody to be ready to go. But will your decision, whenever that happens, will be based, will be based on this week? It'll be based on what I think is best for the team. And I've told everybody to be ready to go. Hopefully they will. Are we taking bets? Like, who's who's the favorite to start a quarterback for the Pats this week? Oh, my gosh. Does it matter? Yes, it does. They have to go to Bailey Zappi. He is a better quarterback than Mac Jones. I don't know how you can tell. Bailey Zappi threw for 75 million yards. and So did Mac Jones, actually. But Bailey Zappi, he's a decent to medium quarterback. He's going to be good, Maggie. <laughs> so if we're going to go on college success, Mac Jones might have been on one of the great Alabama teams. I mean, Bailey I Zappi of Western Kentucky. Is yeah, but Bailey thing. Zappi was, I mean, Bailey Zappi was a fourth round pick. It's not like he's a Mr. Irrelevant or an undrafted guy. I think Wasn't he's got Mac some Jones zip. 15? Yeah, I'm just saying that Bailey Zappi's not a nobody. I mm. think he has some zip. Mac Jones has failed. He is not there. I Watch out for Zappy this week, and it's going to be electric. I'm taking the underdog. I, I, I'm going to say Will Greer gets the nine. I'd love to see Will Greer. He's so, one of my favorites, too. practice this week. Yeah. Yep. Last week. You know, maybe there's something there. I don't know how much it's going to matter for the Patriots because I'll tell you what, none of these three guys are going to be starting next year. And you've yeah. already benched Mac Jones twice, so you can't go back to him like next season. That's This is over. Interesting draft battle here with the Giants and Pats. I think both fan bases have reason to want to lose. They play each other later mm-hmm. Yeah, in the season. Uh, what else you got, Pete? 
Yeah, well, the other trend uh, that I think is kind of interesting, you know, the NFL, you, you got to put on the injury report of a guy's a hangnail, but yeah. now we're like not naming starting quarterbacks. Remember, <laughs> Jonathan Gannon did this with the Cardinals this year, like if it's ostensibly for gambling reasons or whatever. It kind of matters who the starting quarterback is going to be. I mean, we just keep this stuff under wraps now to kick off. I just love that for Belichick, you know, he thinks it's a competitive advantage. It's like, dude, it's not going to help. <laughs> doing it. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right, Eagles Chiefs most watched Monday night game in 27 years. I know Perloff mentioned that earlier. That's 1996. It was uh, Brett Favre's Packers versus Troy Aikman's Cowboys. Ooh. Good matchup. Uh, the other uh, fun stat, 29 million viewers, more than three times the audience for game one of this year's World Series. Aw, Pete, game. that's got to hurt. You're such a big baseball guy. That's got to be painful. Yeah, well, it's... It's been the trend for a while. I have some baseball news. Do we want baseball news? I don't think so, right? Is Shohei? Mike Schilt. Mike Schilt, household name, new manager of the Padres. No. Hooray. Red Osmus, bench coach, Yankees. Where is Juan Soto going? That's the Padres Where's Shohei going? Kyle Gibson, Cardinals. Give me some Yamamoto updates, Pete, if you got them. Uh, They can talk to him now. So uh, he's got a 45-day negotiating window. So we'll know a little after New Year's Day where he's going. This is the baseball offseason just drags on forever. Nothing happens. Can I ask you a question about this whole situation with Mike Schilt? Which yeah. I'll bet you didn't know the situation. So Bob <laughs> Melvin's leaving the Padres to go to the Giants. What happened there? The Padres like wildly underachieved this year. So right. did they fire him or then the Giants are hiring him? It was like, please, you want to get another job? The Giants go requested. Ahead. Yeah, yeah. But are the Giants by tenfold? The, said, sure. Are they the superior? Fra- are they known as a smarter team than the Padres? So if the pa- Giants want this guy, why? I wondered why the Padres were letting him out the door. I'm sorry. I uh, forgive me. Uh, this is riveting conversation. I just went back to the box <laughs> score of that Packers Cowboys game from 1995. This looks like it was October 8th. You guys want to know some totals here? Let's hit him. Yeah, okay. let's get it. You had Brett Favre was 21 for 41, 295 yards passing with a touchdown and an interception, uh, and two rushing touchdowns in that game for Brett Favre. And you had Troy Aikman, 24 for 31 for 316, two touchdowns, no picks, and no rushing touchdowns because it was Troy Aikman. Um, let's see. Reggie White had a sack in this game. Trying to think of any other notable things that happened. How did Playmaker play? A lot of Hall of Famers. Uh, in terms of kick and punt returns? No, Mike, Mike Orvin. How did uh, uh, you call him the Playmaker? Second. I was thinking about Dion for a second. Uh, I was not on the scene. Hold on one second. Michael Irvin. Do-do-do. He had 13 targets, 8 receptions, 150 yards, and a touchdown. His longest was a 48-yard reception. Miami guy. Dog. Absolute dog. <laughs> Uh, Jay Novacek also scored a touchdown in this game. Cat? Good name. Let's Back see. when football was football, right, Tom Brady? <laughs> I know. Back Tom Brady men would, men. would have loved this game. For the Packers, the other receipt, that one receiving touchdown, Mark Chimura. Really good player. Yeah. That's Underrated. Like, also great, like when you're talking about old football players' names, like from the past. Definitely. Yeah. Like Bianca Batuka and Chimura, the two guys <laughs> everyone brings up. Uh, Pete, what else you got? Yeah, that's what we're uh, that's what we're we're looking at here. All right, here. Mike Schilt, yeah. got it. Mike <laughs> Congrats. Schilt. All right, very cool. Thank you, Pete McCarthy. We'll talk to you again next hour. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Today is all about 
the best college football rivalry of all time. Give us a call. What do you think? We're taking your phone calls next. It's Maggie and Pearl off CBS Sports Radio. The theme is love songs today. Carlos and EJ now doing the Saturday Night Fever dance. The themes is love songs on our rejoin music, but the theme is actually rivalries. <laughs> it is maybe the exact opposite of a love song. We've been asking for the greatest college football rivalries of all time. Before we get back to your phone calls, let's hit our daily deal. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Daily. Do you believe in that? Dion. You believe that? Well, Dion said some very interesting things about the future of Colorado recruiting. We put that on the back burner for a moment because Dion also made this admission that he believed a famous landmark was very far away from where it actually is. My expectations are out of the darn park. You got to understand, man. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. What's the what's those little four heads that's in California? What do they call those? The people faces in, engraved. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, man. I set up there. It's in where? South Dakota. I thought it was in L.A. all this time. <laughs> <laughs> wow, my geography. That's the Hollywood thing. That's what I thought. I'm sorry. Thank you for educating me. Hmm. <laughs> Amazing. For a second, I thought, is there like a Universal Studios tour where you see like a mini Mount Rushmore and maybe that's what he thought it was or like Disney World? He had thought the Hollywood sign was Mount Rushmore. Yeah, I guess that's what he was thinking of. He uh, meant the other Mount Ru- Ru- Rushmore, like, <laughs> like Reagan and like Carter <laughs> yeah. on it. Schwarzenegger is on there. There's never <laughs> president, but he's on there. Was it, uh, Dion, how many times has he been in L.A.? I'm assuming he lived there probably when he was on NFL Network. (laughs) Right, yeah. (laughs) Great point. Yeah, so it's one of those things where you don't do the local tourist attractions if you live there. Wouldn't he have seen it? (laughs) I just, I don't know. I I don't know. He's just vamping up there. I love it. (laughs) He's in a much better mood than he was on Sunday. I mean, we played the sound from Sunday, or Saturday rather, and he was like, he's sick. He was depressed. He said it was the worst time of his life. 
Here he's like, I'm on Mount Rushmore, baby. Send me to Hollywood. I mean, L.A. I mean, wait, it's not in L.A.? What? I mean, send me to South Dakota immediately. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I ever had something where I thought something was in one place and it was actually in another. I mean, when I was really young, I thought uh, the Washington football team was in the state of Washington. But that was like when I was like seven, I think. Oh, yeah, there was that. There was, there was the... No, it's funny because I'm a Miami Hurricane fan. But there was there was the Miami of Ohio. Oh right. Me being confused that are there two Miami universities? I was confused <laughs> by that. Then there was and just an LA thing. It's very in local, but like I thought the when I went to LA, I thought the beach was very close to the city, and oh, I tried to get yeah, to no. Santa Monica. Uh, let's just say that was a, a, a quite a trip. Yeah, I hope during rush hour. <laughs> yeah. It. Oh yeah. Still be there. Yeah. Uh, okay. More from Deion Sanders. Less geography lessons. My God. More where he was asked a question about recruits uh, flipping. Flipping their recruits where they just had an offensive lineman who flipped. And as part of the answer, he said that Colorado's not just going to be an ATM here. You got to come here because you want to be here. We're not an ATM. That's not going to happen here. If you come to Colorado to play football, for me and the Colorado Buffaloes because you really want to play football and receive a wonderful education and all the business stuff is going to be handled on the back end if that's the case. But we are not an ATM. You're not coming here to get rich unless you really come here with a plan to go to the NFL and get your degree. Wow. Uh, Who's that remind you of? Who else said that they are not going to buy players? Uh, His His old buddy, Nick Saban. Nick Saban, Dion taking a Nick Saban page because ironically, you know that Dion's going to pay players like crazy this offseason. They're going to totally raid the transfer portal. So I, I think this is a bit of bluster, to be honest. I, I think, first of all, you are going to get a ton of NIL there. I, I think this idea that Colorado's not paying players, to me, I'm like, oh, I don't even believe Dion here. Well, okay, everyone's paying players now because the NIL, right? So it's the collective is paying the players in a way that's not supposed to operate like a salary cap, but it kind of does, right? You kind of use whatever money you have, and that's how you recruit players. It's supposed to be for name, image, and likeness, but we kind of understand what's going on here. So for me, this sounds out of touch for Dion. You know, you had a recruit who flipped, well, and I'm assuming he said we're not an ATM, like the player asked for more money, and they said no. And then he flipped to Mizzou. So this is the this is what it is now. And the irony is you're telling me that if Deion Sanders was of college age and his recruit was up for free agency, you're not telling me that he wouldn't go to the place giving him the most money. The only reason I say that is because that's how Dion operated as a pro, where he was always the mercenary, right? My services are always for sale. Yep. And he was a trailblazer in a lot of ways you know and and guys like Darrell Revis went on to kind of perfect it in a way so to me it sounds out of touch and Uh, disingenuous I I would not bet against Dion's recruiting skills here I think he's gonna kill this offseason because of all the attention they got he's really the only coach who can guarantee big-time NIL he got all he got so many ads for his players I think well, it, mostly well, for Shador. No, but he right. got his running back an ad. I saw there was a there was a, I think a kicker got an ad. The almonds ad. A lot of guys are getting a lot of of publicity because of Dion. I think players want that because it's not just the collectives. There also is marketing money. No, to be there had. there definitely is. But I think Dion's celebrity is only going to go so far as he continues yeah. on, right? Because 
as he continues to be a coach, you're going to go through all the things that coaches go through, like a lot of losing right now for Colorado. Right, but they'll be your guaranteed big time not next year. I think this year, unfortunately, they were too late to schedule Colorado into big windows, but they're just going to get better as a team as he's able to build his team. And I think they're going to have all big-time spotlights next year. I think every game they play is going to be in prime time. Well, it might be, but if I'm, like, recruiting against, let's say, like, a Texas A&M, who yeah. they might, you might not be getting a national KFC commercial, but you're getting money. Well, also, too, what are we talking about? Are we talking about recruiting or are we talking about transfer portal? Because he said, I don't really care about recruiting. I care about the transfer portal. And I do think a lot of those players are going to be... It's a Yeah, he might lose an 18-year-old to Texas A&M, but I think where he's going to get these experienced transfer portal guys, and he's still going to pay. I mean, do you really think well, Deion... you have to at this yeah, age. You'll be I left think, in the dust. I think you could get a lot of marketing money. I, I think this is all working out well for Dion. Let's go to the phones. We've been asking the greatest college football rivalry of all time. Jesse is in Oregon. I have a feeling I know where you're going with this, Jesse. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, I think you do. Yeah, it's got to be the Civil War game, especially this year, being that it's uh, the last time that it'll actually be a legitimate... Civil War game and the uh, yeah and the 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 fact that if they uh, the the Ducks don't win they're out of the playoff picture. So much is on this game, Jesse. You're right, and the same for Washington to Washington State too. You know you're going to have you know with Washington Oregon moving on to the Big Ten along with USC and UCLA. Uh, thank you for the phone call. These these rivalries are going to get. Very much diluted. Yeah, I mean, this is time of year where funny things happen in college football, right? Teams on the road. This is where the Pac-12 usually shoots itself in the foot and somebody loses. Remember USC-Utah last year? So I expect expect either Oregon or Washington to lose this week. And then whoever loses this week will win next week and keep the Pac-12 out of the last Final Four. Because that's that's the way the Pac-12 has always done it, and it would be a great... Final season for them, although we have the Pac-2 next year. That is true. We get the Tupac. Uh, Oregon and Washington, though, this year, both the home team. Yeah. So maybe that helps out a little bit with both, with Washington staying undefeated and Oregon sticking at one loss and setting up this big Pac-12 But title. does a deep incompetence of the Pac-12 at the end of the day, isn't that what really matters here? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm talking about. 212-4CBS. <laughs> hey, Perloff's going against the grain. Coming up, also more of your phone calls, the greatest college football rivalry of all time. We want to hear from you. 855-212-4CBS. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.